What is going on, my friends? Matt Mulligan here with episode number 10 of the Tega Mulligan podcast. And today I have Corey Davin, who is the founder of Davin Tech Group. They are essentially your IT department. From consulting to strategy, implementation, they are your IT department. They have helped Hawk Visuals a ton set up everything so that we can work remotely, which is the topic of today's podcast. So Corey and I talk about how during COVID-19, we can all effectively and efficiently work from our home offices. So episode number 10, coming at you. All right. So today I have Corey Davin, um, founder of Davin Tech Group. Corey, how are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me, Matt. Of course, of course. I see your home safe in your uh, home office there. There's no other way to operate now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so before the podcast, so we were talking about, um, I want to have you on to talk about effectively working from home. Um, but before we get to that, so tell me a little bit about your company, what you do, and then maybe ultimately what you're doing now for your clients. Sure. So Davin Tech Group, you know, we're a technology consulting and IT services firm. So, you know, we specialize in three core areas, providing strategy to clients, you know, whether it be, you know, on, on policies or assessments or, or compliance, really just being their, their C-level type person in their business. Um, information technology. So like doing the day-to-day, you know, IT operations, management, um, and support of their business on a day-to-day basis. And then we also have a software uh, division where we uh, develop, design, develop, and support uh, software applications for our clients. Um, yeah. And so you're right next door to us here in Plymouth too, which is awesome. But um, how has your business been shifted, affected, or has it been affected with COVID-19 and the way you operate with your clients? Sure. I think, um, you know, when we started uh, Dab and Tech Group, we had the idea of like remote first. A lot of our clients are, are across the country. Um, so we can't be necessarily hands-on. And, you know, from the, from the get-go, we built our business to be stable in a remote-only environment. Um, you know, we have team members. We have, you know, our, our director of IT security and engineering, um, he's traveling around the U.S. full-time with his family. Um, and, you know, we built that into our operations. So a lot of things haven't shifted. You know, our HQs in the Landmark building um, in Plymouth, right across the uh, Brewster Gardens um, from you. But for the most part, things haven't changed too much. Um, you know, our, our team's completely working from home. We're leveraging a couple of, of great platforms that kind of simplify our day-to-day workflow. Uh, but for the most part, you know, it's just business as usual, which is great, great to say, knock on wood. Yeah, I mean, even, you know, for us, we've taken a hit too. But I think what's saving us is the fact that we are still doing the online advertising. I think companies like yourself, I mean, people right now are working from home, right? Everybody's working from home pretty much. So they're relying on having a system set up in place so that when they get to their home office, they can work effectively. Absolutely. Um, And I think so if so to talk about that, if if someone obviously at this point, we've been working from home for a month or so, but how, how can someone make that shift, whether you're a two person company or a 50 person company, how can you seamlessly, uh, or effectively, I guess, go from office to home office and work effectively? 
Well, I guess first, you know, you really need to do an assessment as to do the systems and the platforms that you're using as a, as a company, do they enable, you know, remote work? Um, you know, the old school methodology of, of tech or IT was that, you know, servers and core systems lived within the office and you had to be in the office to access them. Um, you know, nowadays, as of, you know, maybe 10 years ago, you have platforms like Dropbox or Box or Google Drive or, you know, Office 365 that are really enabling people to work from anywhere effectively. Um, and those are kind of, those are common day-to-day things now. You know, most businesses are using, you know, Google Suite or Office 365. And really the, the, the major variable is, you know, internal operations and how are you communicating with your team? Um, you know, us from, from our perspective, you know, we want to have a really, we want to have our processes in place in a really firm way. Um, working from home forces you to not be lazy. You know, you can pop into someone's office, stand next to their desk and say, Hey, I need you to, can you take a look at this? That can't happen when you work from home. You know, the, the process going forward when you work from home or working remote is you have to clearly articulate every detail of, you know, what you're asking or what you're doing, um, in a coherent way. You can't just come pop in, disturb someone and then, you know, walk off and hope they take care of it. You clearly articulate, you know, A, B and C, um, setting those expectations. I think a lot of it comes down to workflow and not necessarily systems. So when you talk about workflow, so what are some things that you are doing maybe with your team to make sure that you're streamlined and those protocols are still in place? Yeah. So I think, um, you know, we've implemented a lot of things that we still do that we, we do in the office that aren't necessarily things that need to be done, but they're good for housekeeping. Um, one we do is a daily standup. So when we first started working in the office, you know, when it was just me and I hired on uh, our first person, you know, we would do a daily standup, you know, 15 minutes, we would you know, have a face-to-face meeting of what are you working on today? You know, what are your challenges and do you need any help? Uh, we've transitioned that as we've gotten larger because that 15 minute meeting became an hour meeting um, into, you know, doing some kind of uh, a task list. So we, we leverage Slack very heavily here. Um, and we have a, a channel called daily standup and every day, you know, right before everyone starts the day, they write out the list of the things that they're aware of that are on their, you know, whether it's, you know, building an IT plan for a client or rolling out new machines or configuring this system, whatever it may be. Uh, just so it puts it out there, you know, everyone knows what everyone's working on. And, you know, if, if you're working on one piece of something and I'm working on the other, I can say, oh, hey, you know, Matt, you know, I appreciate you putting that on your list. You know, let's connect at, you know, two o'clock to see where we're both at on this. Um, so creating those clear lines of communication is super, super important. Is there, is there a... Is there an idea that there's too much communication? Because I know with us, you know, we don't do these daily standups, you know, we'll do maybe Monday, we'll check in and then maybe like Wednesday. I mean, is there, do you kind of get to a point where some companies might be doing it too much and is that almost negatively affecting them? Or are you kind of on the mindset of like every day checking in to make sure we're doing the right thing? Yeah. So the idea behind our standup is it's passive, meaning like it's not a, a an actual meeting. It's just a, a, a place where we put our, our list of things we're working on on a day-to-day basis. Okay. Um, from a meeting perspective, you know, when we first started working in the office a couple of years ago, you know, we would have meetings a couple times a week and 
we've gotten to into a groove and developed processes where our, our meetings are becoming less and less, you know, meetings are necessarily valuable. Um, meetings are to basically pick up the pieces where the context is missed on a task or a project, making sure you're aligned with your team members. Um, you know, in most cases, you know, from my perspective, it's an easy way for management just to say, okay, I don't want to write up the entirety of this project and articulate all of the little pieces of it. But, you know, a face-to-face -face meeting is an easier way to communicate those deliverables or what those expectations are rather than writing them all out in clear, you know, A, B, C. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you talk about clarity with your team, mm -hmm. what tools and maybe softwares are you using for your clients? I, I don't know. Again, I don't know before all this, if, if the process has changed at all. I mean, I'm sure you call people and maybe use Slack and email, but has that we're changed? We're Zoom quite a bit more okay. um, or, you know, video conferencing. So like I said, you know, we're using Slack for, you know, one-to-one -one messaging or, or group messaging, um, which can be great in some cases and can be distracting in others. Um, you know, since I've started working from home in a full-time capacity, you know, I've had to mute some channels because they're, they're, they're too busy and they're too, you know, cluttered. Um, you know, platforms we're using, we're a Google shop. So we leverage the complete Google suite, you know, Google calendar, email drive, um, for all of our, for the majority of our productivity. Um, you know, we're using Slack, we're using zoom for those kind of, pieces in the middle. Um, and then we're using, you know, our hardcore technology tools, um, to support our clients, which, you know, like I said, in the beginning, we've really built our business to support clients in a remote capacity. Um, we don't need an office. It's a nice to have, you know, if we ever needed to, to not have an office, we could absolutely thrive in that environment. Um, and we've designed our, our business around that, but, you know, I still think the, the the office does add some value for sure. But for you in the beginning, you set it up so you could be remote if you had to be. And it makes sense for what you're doing with your clients. It was out of necessity. You know, yeah. a lot of our first clients were on the other side of the country. Um, and in some capacities, you know, we operate as our, our client's complete IT department, you know, from CIO to help desk. Um, and there's no physical way that I can be in front of a client in San Francisco without flying out there. So, you know, we had to take that, you know, when we thought about building the business, we used that as our lens of, you know, we're not going to be able to sit in front of every one of our clients. We need to build these processes for remote work. Yeah, that makes, that makes complete, complete sense. Um, to get off a little bit of a topic for a second too. So we're talking about, you know, business owners who have a company and now they're running it from their house, but in the lens of the employee working from home, if their company maybe isn't like yours, who might give advice to how to set it up, what are some things that the quote unquote normal person working from home can do to make sure they're effective and efficient with working? Sure. I think there are so many great tools out there that, you know, they, they follow like a freemium model, which is you can, you know, test drive them either for free for an extended period of time. Um, you know, I think with any company that needs a, a, you know, needs to roll out a new platform to work more efficiently from home, um, you know, usability is, is number one. Um, you know, right behind that is security. You know, think of it from a security lens as to, you know, are the things that you're working on or the, you know, the data you're putting into the cloud, um, is that, 
you know, does it need to be there? Is it a necessity? Um, you know, what kind of data is it? You know, you don't want to put, um, you know, sensitive data about your company or your clients or whatever it may be on an open platform. Um, but for the most part, you know, I think you should really look at it from those two lenses, usability and then security. You know, from our perspective, you should always be looking to de-risk your business, whether it's from like a workflow perspective, a financial perspective, um, or security. You know, security falls in line with all of those things. What about people who are concerned about pricing? Because I know, you know, to do things VPN and, and a lot of security like that gets pretty pricey. And then you look at maybe Zoom premium and there's a lot of different things that price now, especially is kind of a big thing. So for you, mm-hmm. you know, if you were to tell someone, you know, here's kind of the hierarchy of where you should be looking. I mean, are there free, I know you said there's the freemium tools, but like at what point do you really need to invest heavily in paid robust software or is it more of just kind of setting up the stage with these freemium platforms and then eventually you can once you get bigger maybe you dive into the paid uh you know platform sure yeah i think um a lot of these tools like for example you know um dropbox they started their business being a free platform um and then you had an easy way to transition into a paid account and it was really based off of usage. So, you know, based on how much storage you had in their, in their system. Um, you know, once you got to that threshold, in most cases, a lot of businesses would say, oh, okay, you know, I'll spend $10 or $15 a month per person. This is a huge value add. Um, you know, when we're proposing cloud systems for our clients, you know, the offset is instead of spending a couple thousand dollars up front for equipment, you can spread that over, you know, a many year period, depending on how, how hard you're, how much you're leveraging those systems. Um, you know, buying a server for a team of 50 people with like some hardcore connectivity needs in the office, you know, you're spending five, 10, $15,000 just for that infrastructure, not even considering the licensing for that rather than spending, you know, $10 a month for 50 people. And you get, you know, that built in, you know, business continuity of being able to work from anywhere. Um, and that's really the, the lens that when we take, you know, when we, when we put a, a system to a client, it's really like we want to de-risk their business as much as possible. Um, sometimes de-risking your business costs money. It's kind of the cost of doing business. And now right. a lot of businesses are being forced into this. You know, there some may not be set up to, you know, be cloud enabled or work from home or work remotely. And, you know, now they're fighting fires trying to get to that point. Well, that's a great point. I was going to mention that too. Do you think now with this whole virtual meeting video, everything is now virtual from home. Do you think now business owners really need to take a hard look once this is all said and done at maybe implementing this sort of disaster plan or maybe just part of your business plan in general to have this virtual ability with your employees? I think so. I think, you know, this, this whole event changes everything. Um, I, I truly believe that I think that the majority of people and, and, you know, and especially people that are owning businesses or management, you know, they've always thought about running their business from an office, you know, visibility over productivity. Um, and now the conversation is completely shifting into, you know, how can I have my team work effectively or efficiently remotely? Um, so I think, you know, it does change everything. It does. And, you know, I think 
it's it's unfortunate now, but I mean, you're seeing some of the companies that have this pre-set up who are doing pretty well. My fiance works, um, she's an architect. And obviously architects in conventional offices work in pods on their de- at their desks with people in person. But now that they're remote, yes, productivity might be affected a little bit, but they had already set up this in the past. So now they can pretty streamlessly go from working in an office where there's 200 people to now they have teams who are doing virtual conferencing and everything is virtual, but they're doing it effectively. And I think it's an eye opener for a business owner to say, okay, we really probably should have this set up at some point now in case this happens again. Or, I mean, technology is changing and, you know, the conventional idea that you have to have a brick and mortar office, some of that stuff might be, you know, possibly going away to a certain extent. I mean, obviously having an office. I would agree. I agree. I think commercial real estate, just in general, um, I think people are going to think twice, you know, instead of spending, you know, two to $5,000 or $10,000 a month for an office space, you know, you can have the majority of your workforce work from home, depending on their role. Um, and, you know, you can really focus on adding value to that, you know, the employee experience. Um, you know, whether it's instead of spending that on just office space and desk, maybe you spend it on improving everyone's working from home environment. You know, when you onboard an employee, you buy them a desk, monitor, their computer, et cetera. Maybe all that goes home. You know, maybe you spend it on corporate outings, whatever it may be. An office doesn't necessarily add value. Um, It's just a place to work. Some people have great places to work um, where they're not distracted from home. You know, some people really like working in the office. I think the conversation comes down to, you know, the mindset of visibility, you know, people sitting down in chairs working is like, you know, as a a manager, some people pat themselves in the back um, just with people, you know, coming into the office, working together. Um, And then some people have more objective metrics where they're measuring productivity and output and not necessarily micromanaging, you know, their day-to-day you know, Bob took an hour and a half lunch or he went for a run in the middle of the day, you know, from a, as a business owner, as long as the immediate needs are taken care of, you know, I shouldn't care what my team's doing. You know, as long as the expectations that we've set as a team are being met and our clients, you know, are happy, that's all that matters ultimately. Yeah. And I think, you know, Part of the problem too, and I'll have you talk about this as well, is I think people really have a hard time working from home productivity wise. So like here, I'm in my bedroom, I set up a desk here, my fiance is downstairs in the kitchen. Um, And so when she's on a call, which she is now, I can hear her, she can hear me. And there's just like, it's all different. Like I see you have an office here at, at your house, which is, which is great. Maybe some people don't have that, but what are some things that maybe you can offer to them, these people working from home who are having a very hard time staying focused and continuing to be efficient and effective coming home from the office? Yeah, I think uh, first and foremost, if you can, you know, separate yourself, you know, if you spend the majority of your day, you know, when you come home from work and if you just lounge on the couch and you're watching Netflix or whatever it may be, you know, don't work from your living room or, you know, a place where you relax, try to make a spot where you go to every day. Um, you know, I'm fortunate. I have my own space here. Um, my wife's a nurse practitioner, so she's out, you know, taking care of patients and out of the house and everything's quiet here. Uh, granted if, if my, my dog starts barking, but, um, 
you know, I think I learned early on working from home, you know, before I started Davin Tech Group, I was working from home as a, as a consultant for two, three years. Um, you know, working from home in theory sounds great. But like you said, it can be incredibly distracting, incredibly isolating. Um, you know, have a separate desk if you can with a separate setup. Um, you know, me, myself, I'm a big gamer. My my game machines right behind me. Um, I don't work on that because that's incredibly distracting. Um, I work on a specific machine using a different setup, just set up specifically for working. Um, there's nothing distracting in front of me. Um, I think for the most part, you know, try to remove as much distraction as possible. You know, get out of the house for a little bit, go for a walk, you know, eat your lunch outside. Granted, it's a nice day out like today. Um, you know, try to get out of the just pure heads down kind of approach is, is really helpful. Break up the day, you know, do work on something for 45 minutes, take a five to 10 minute break, like go downstairs, get coffee or, you know, go get a water, go get a snack, um, you know, and break up your day as much as you can. Yeah, I think having that routine is important. Even for me, you know, my routine's a little bit different now, but I was used to waking up at, 5 a.m., going to the gym, going to the office, like that type of thing. But now I've adjusted it here. So I still wake up the same time every day. I go downstairs, I get my tea, I check my emails. I do the same exact thing every day. Uh, because if not, I think you're really going to start losing productivity. If you wake up at 9 a.m. one day and 11 a.m. and like you just, everything has to kind of still stay the same. And I think that for me is work the best. Mm -hmm. And like you said, I mean, I'm, I'm not fortunate enough to have a office, but I'm completely separate on a different floor here than my fiance. And that itself is, I think, the biggest game changer because, you know, I'm sure you know, even being in an office, if someone's on the phone and you're trying to work, it might be a little bit distracting. And that's kind of uh, doubled and even tripled sometimes if you're home with other people because you have people here at your house or apartment doing the same kind of thing. So to your point, taking breaks, maybe having a routine schedule. I think those are really going to help you be effective working from home. Yeah. I think, you know, honestly, even work, even working in the office, I feel like at least for me, you know, depends on your office, I guess, but that can be more distracting. You know, we have like glass walls between our offices and those aren't insulating at all. You know, when some, when someone else is on the phone, I can hear almost all of the conversation and, you know, me being the owner of the business, you know, I try to be as intricately involved in a lot of things as I can, um, you know, not to say that I just trust my team to just own things, but, you know, I can still like my ears just like, oh, I know exactly what's going on in that conversation. And I hope, you know, I hope Mike Bernard mentions it, mentions, you know, this, um, now, you know, a little more disconnected, which could be, you know, can make an argument. It's less distracting. Yeah. And it's almost, it's weird because for me, it's almost the exact opposite, not to throw a wrench into that. But like, I, I like having some type of chaotic nature. So, I mean, you've seen the sure. office, my office has, it's a video studio kind of thing. So for me, I kind of like having the ability to work, uh, get out of my desk, do a video. Ryan's in there doing something. I'm doing something. I kind of, I like activity. I think that comes from my background being an architect. I think architects, mm -hmm. In studios, they're always doing stuff, building models, doing this thing, posting up their their renderings and that type of thing. So, like, that's where my background comes from, which I know was probably not 
super normal for most people. But I do agree. It's like now might be a good point to set up a procedure now that you're home, possibly more uh, efficient that maybe you could almost take this. And once you get back to your office, maybe you can inject a little bit of this back into the office and make that a bit more efficient. Might maybe. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, so if, if people do want to find out, we're going to cut this uh, in a little bit here, but if people do want to find out more um, about you guys and what you do, I know right now, you know, people either have their system, maybe they're confused about it or just, they want to find out how they can make working from home a little bit easier. Um, how can they find out more about what you offer to your clients? Sure. So just to generally find out more about our business, Davin Tech Group, uh, you can go right to our website, davintechgroup.com. Um, or you can call right into our team at 617-539-8265. Um, you know, if you're in need of any kind of support or, you know, strategy, we're happy to help. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, you guys are awesome. You help us with a lot of stuff. And uh, I greatly appreciate what you do. Your team is awesome. You're awesome. Um, you definitely will be back on the podcast once it's all said and done. I owe you an in-person podcast. So I'll definitely <laughs> have you on to talk more about your background and stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I appreciate it. I wish you the best. And um, yeah, I'm sure I'll have you on pretty soon. Excellent. Thanks for having me, Matt. Appreciate it. Of course.